The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more over the line! This, I'm sorry, Smokey, you were over the line, that's a problem. Is the Cigar Authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The Authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. In. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stunt. I have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage today at Studio 21 Podcast cafe right above two guys smoke shop in salem new hampshire and with us the wise man the king of connecticut nick melillo from foundation cigars will join us welcome everybody to the cigar authority if i'm not mistaken he has more nicknames he than does <laughs> you're listening to the cigar authority broadcasting over eight years making it the longest continually running cigar podcast awarded the ambassadors of cigars by cigar journal magazine awarded the top 10 educational podcast by podbean four years in a row the cigar authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world, Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. And with us back on stage is Barry Stein. Thanks from, for having me back. Va- a yeah, little surprised, from, but thank yeah, you. From vacation, right? Yep. Spent a nice day out on the lake. Did a lot of day drinking. Day nice, drinking. Nice and refreshed. Yeah. It was a good time. It's interesting that that's the highlight that he brings back from his vacation. <laughs> but he's not an alcoholic. <laughs> no. He doesn't have a problem. I'll tell you what, though. As long though, as there's plenty of alcohol, there's no problem. A staycation is more enjoyable than a vacation. Yeah, you don't have to be somewhere. I wasn't to... spending the entire week driving around from place to place. I was able to go to one spot, my back deck, sit there, not do a thing. So you could do the retirement thing. I could do the retirement yeah? thing. Yeah. Doesn't sound just, much different than his I, regular day to day activities. Hit the lottery. Yeah, it's just a financial thing that yes. would burden burden that uh, happening. Without a doubt. Yeah. But it was it was good. I feel batteries are refreshed. I feel less cranky. All right. Um, we'll see how I feel at the end of the show. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, you but you did show up at work yesterday. Yeah, I went by yesterday, had a cigar, a couple of friends wanted to get together and have a smoke, so I went and hung out with Nick. Frank, that's the reason because you're a fanboy. I'm, I'm a geek. Yeah. I'm a cigar <laughs> geek. I'm a cigar geek. If it was somebody else, I might not have gone. Yeah. Before we go any further, uh, I just want to uh, let our listeners know of the passing of our good friend Teddy yes. Aronis this week. Yeah. Uh, afflicted for many, many years with MS. And uh, of course, you're never happy to see a friend go, but happy to see that he's no longer suffering Indeed, because sure. the last few months were really tough on him. And I do have to say, yeah, and you, you posted on uh, Facebook the other day, uh, toughest man I've ever met. Yeah. Never, always had a smile, always willing to tell a joke, always willing to keep people happy. And it asked me how I feel. Clearly in pain. I was in a wheelchair, paralyzed. How do I feel? Better than you. And Pastor Dan, who's one of the hosts of the Ash Holes, wrote a beautiful piece yes. honoring Teddy on uh, his 
blog, Sacred Smokes. Well, the interesting thing was he, he went to go see him the second time while, while in the hospital, mm. and he was unconscious. Right, and unresponsive. Said, yeah, they said he, he's sleeping, uh, and he says, ah, I don't know about that. And he took a cigar out, mm. and he put the cigar underneath his nose and said, I have a cigar here for you, Teddy. And then he opened his eyes completely and started talking to him. Nice. Take that, True FDA. True story. Take that, FDA. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we're talking about that was 24 hours before he passed. He passed. So, uh, just but he knew it was coming. I mean, yeah. based upon the, the uh, conversation. We all, yeah, we all had he plenty knew of that talks. He would see us again. Yeah. On the other side. Sure hope that's the way it's. Some of us, anyways. All right, so we'll dedicate this Charter Oak to him. Amen uh, to that. So Charter Oak, Connecticut's going to be the first cigar we're going to light up this hour. We're going light, and then we're going to uh, a very special cigar in the next hour with Nick. Mm-hmm. Not that this isn't special, but that's when that one is even more special, and we'll tell you why when we get to that. Charter Oak, what do we know about it, Barry? Well, Charter Oak hails from the same Vertal Valley in the Connecticut uh, River Valley that Master Tobacco Blend of Nick Aragua, a.k.a. Nick Melillo, was born and raised. Charter Oak cigars feature some of the most prized and sought-after Cuban seed leaf varieties from the exquisite Esteli and Jalapa regions of Nicaragua. The cigars are wrapped in either in a silky, beautiful Connecticut shade wrapper, which we are lighting up today, or a hearty and rich Connecticut broadleaf wrapper, leaving you with the perfect everyday and every occasion cigar. Yeah, this is a go-to for me because I'm a lightweight, basically, but... A Connecticut with some flavor. They, you know, this is the new style of Connecticut. It's going to have some flavor. Unfinished foot. Yep. Unfinished and Nicaraguan foot. Connecticut's are much different than, in my opinion, than like a Dominican Connecticut. There's still that little bit of that Nicaraguan kick to it. Yeah. Well, Nicaraguan filler, right? It's in there. Correct. Yeah. So let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax, and actually lowered them. Pernomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And, Nick, I know you're listening. Go Knowles. Yeah. Huge, huge college game tonight. He's a huge Alabama fan. I'm I think a huge he's there. Florida State fan. So, Nick, go Knowles. So, tight draw. And it's a tight draw. Close to the closed foot. Closed foot, right. So, usually I'd, I'd say to everybody, tech, check the drawer out. And if it's a tight draw, it's going to be a tight draw, but not in this case. It feels like it's a tight draw, but when we end up lighting this. It'll open right it'll up. It'll open up, and you, you'll uh, taste some rapid that's going to go through. But you can get some subtle sweetness, which I believe is from the Jalapa tobacco. I'm sure Nick will correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. There's kind of like a subtle black cherry sweetness. Yeah. Now, uh, the lighter I'm using looks like it's used, Mr. Jonathan. Looks beaten up and used. This lighter's gone through the gauntlet is the reason. And it's the Vertigo Gauntlet. Ah. It's a triple jet, flip-out bullet punch, easy adjustment wheel at the bottom. Uh, And those triple jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. And this lighter is meant to look like uh, a lighter that you've had for a little while. It's got that uh, sort of beat-up finish. Yeah. And then you don't have to worry about the finish getting beat up over time. It starts off that way. You're rocking and rolling. Uh, $19.99 for the Vertigo Gauntlet. What do you think of the lighted... Well, even clothing, everything, you, you buy it, like, pre-beat up. Personally, I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I like it on a lighter because it gives it that kind of uh, something that's been in your family a long time look. An yeah. heirloom. That antique the, or a heirloom. 
But on clothing, I don't get buying ripped jeans yeah. and all that. If I'm going to rip my jeans, it's going to be me that does it. How about burn jeans? Wait, burn holes where I usually drop and I burn all oh, my I shirts got, and things. All my shirts have well, holes in it. Imagine if that gets popular. We can make a fortune. Make selling huge. cigar shirts with burn holes Second in them. Secondhand yeah. shirts. And they end up putting burn holes in them or they give them to us and we'll take care of them if it's the large size. <laughs> <laughs> we can end up taking care of that. Okay. So just as I expected, we light it up. Draw is perfect. Perfect draw. So it couldn't go to a draw tester. Well, yeah, it could. It could, before the wrapper, the wrapper, could go yeah. on and before the wrapper know, know that it's going to draw. Nice amount of smoke production, too. It is, yeah. Can we flip on the smoke eaters back there? I think they're on. Are they? All right. Beautiful. It's just we got a, a large audience today because well, he's he, like br- he brought his entourage, first off, and a whole bunch of people come to see him. And he does. He, he has an entourage. Yeah, he does. And what I I'll say. Get, I got to get me an entourage. What I'll <laughs> say about his entourage is they show up freakishly yes, early. Yes, I love it. I loved it. I was prepared this morning. I rolled in about 8.30 just in case they he tried pull, to beat they me this time. They didn't pull that A.J. Fernandez crap. You still haven't <laughs> let that go, huh? No, I, I just can't. No, they were here a uh, solid 50 minutes early. Oh we were God. set up and ready to go. That is everything. And that some other guests who show up 30 seconds before the show. Yeah. He knows who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't mention names. Yeah. Initials Dale. SS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, get a little prepared. Know what we're going to talk about. Know, know what we're going to smoke. But I will say that we were all set. I have the, the second cigar in front of me. Yeah, we lied was, to people. Which was the tabernacle. Yes. So the graphic so, I have up there that's showing yes. Charter Oak and tabernacle. I lied. Because you said, okay, two minutes before we go, and then he come over and said, let's change it up. 120 seconds before showtime, we're going to change it up. So we, we, he'll, he'll tell us about, about the cigar anyway. But uh, Tabernacle, I would say the fullest body things he makes, and this one is the mildest. So it's we're going to go from, from one uh, extreme to the other. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking with him yesterday. I expected him to come out with Tabernacle first and then El Wednesday. Yeah. Because he's known for Liga. Right. And Liga's a strong cigar. Yeah. So I was curious to have why he chose one over the other. But Tabernacle's selling like crazy. Yes. It is selling like crazy. Yeah. But, I, but I would say that this will, if it's not already, Chadaroke is not already his biggest seller. It will be. Well, it's, it's not going to get the play. It's not going to get the talk. It's got the right price point in that 5 $6 range. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, milder and mediumer. Uh, right in the middle. Nothing, nothing all that strong about the broadleaf one. It's got some sweetness to it. It's done right. Both very good. Yeah, I would, I would be surprised to find out if this was not his uh, number one selling skew. All right, so we're in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Cafe, and um, we're not quite open yet. We're open and we're giving free coffee. Anybody want some coffee, help yourself. Uh, we're not charging because we don't have it down. We don't have it down. We've got to make it so it's absolutely perfect. We're going to come out and we charge you this absorbent amount of money for a cup of coffee. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be perfect. Yeah, it's got to be perfect. Um, but we have coffee for us to try. What yeah, we? so I, I was hoping, and, and we may finish this experiment uh, later on. We're waiting for the uh, reverse osmosis, the new reverse osmosis machine to be We needed a larger in. one. Right. We always had one, but now it had to be even larger. It's got to be larger to fuel the amount of uh, coffee water we're going to be producing. We're, so, we're hoping to produce. Right. So um, what we have here is regular Ethiopian mocha sadama on a 48-hour soak for cold brew. And then Sean, our barista, is going to steam the very same coffee. And what you'll notice on the next round when he brings it up is that it'll taste like this cream and sugar in it. 
The only thing that's been added is bubbles. Bubbles of air from the steam. And Jonathan likes bubbles. And a little water, right? It's got to be some water. Tiny, tiny yeah. bit of water. But this is basically iced coffee without ice cubes in it. Correct. You get all the sweetness from the bean. Still tastes cocoa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of iced coffee or cold coffee, but that's good. That's a lot cocoa. of cocoa, kind of like a vanilla cream remember, going on. Remember, yeah. the, remember the Yoohoo? Yeah, I never really drank no? Yoohoo. Never Did liked we, it. You were in New York, so you did the coffee. Right, uh, they had the Manhattan Special. Manhattan Special, which was gassy, not as good yeah, as it a was Yoo-Hoo. like a. Where are you going with that? Cold caffeinated espresso. No, it was bubbled, caffeinated oh, all right. soda, coffee soda. Because when you yeah. say something is gassy, it's a different. To you it is. It's a different bubbles. thing. Bubbles. It was, it was effervescent? Is that where you're going? Bubbles. Bubbles. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Uh, I, like the, I like this. Are we going to serve this? I don't know. Are we going to serve this? I like it. Was, was this the idea of it? Try it and say we can serve this? Because Barry likes it and he don't even like iced coffee. No, I like it a lot. It reminds me of not your father's vanilla cream without the alcohol. What? Not your father makes a root beer, but they also do a vanilla cream ale. And it has a very similar characteristic to not your father's cream ale. Can we get him a pink jacket? <laughs> it's like the least manly thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Fabulous. Yeah. All right, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. Students at the University of Mississippi, better known as Ole Miss, were forced to cancel a Greek life retreat this weekend after a discarded banana peel was found hanging on a tree on campus. A student, Ryan Swanson, told the student newspaper, The Daily Mississippian, that he discarded the banana peel by throwing it into the tree when he couldn't find a garbage can. McKellen McNeil, campus president of Alpha Kappa Alpha, a historically black sorority that was part of the Greek rite retreat, spotted the discarded banana and instead of writing it off as mere garbage, assumed the peel was racially tinged. The overall tone was heavy, she said. Word spread about the banana and once McNeil returned to the retreat and students quickly became agitated. Some even left the retreat in te- tears, believing that they were in the midst of a racial incident on campus. Students told the organizers they didn't feel safe and the discarder of the banana peel was forced to apologize. Right now, we're just talking to people on campus who have some experience working across diversity to help the students process what happened, said Old Miss Vice Chancellor for Diversity and Community Engagement. And that, my friends, is not only asinine, it's insane. It's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, But who throws a banana peel up on a tree? You finish the banana, you just chuck the banana. If it lands in a tree, it lands in a tree. Yeah, he said he couldn't find the garbage can, and he just threw it up in the tree, hoping it would stick up high enough that nobody saw it. But it came down the tree a little bit, and it was seen on there. 
Yeah. It's just it's out of control. It is out of control. If you're, out of control. You can read anything into anything you want, I guess. Huh. It looks like our barista is ready. But true story. We're doing this now? Well, we can. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Able to get that. Uh... There we go. This is Sean. Notice the color of his hair matches the wall to the it's to important. Our right. It's important. On Wednesdays, is it Thank orange? You. It has been orange. I've seen it okay. orange. Thank you very much, Sean. All right, so I'm going to try the, the, the uh, cold one first again. So it's warm now. Yeah, he steamed it. It's no longer. And injected yeah. some air into it. So is the difference between hot coffee and cold coffee? It reminds yeah. me a little bit more of hot cocoa. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little sweeter yep. and a little creamier. I wish there was some floating marshmallows in this thing. Mm. But it is coffee, and there's no calories in this. That's it. It's perfect. Isn't it amazing that yeah. there's no calories in this? It's sweet, and it's good. But 100% tastes like hot cocoa. I don't disagree with you. Are you I, I don't see you do a lot of... Yeah, you do. You got a big regular coffee in the morning before you go into those sweet... Yeah, like, I, I stop at like the most popular place in yeah. New England for coffee. Yeah. I'm, I'm into that whole pumpkin swirl thing. Oh, I'm, I'm guilty. Yeah. Which there was plenty of calories. Oh, in that. tons! Yeah, <laughs> I got to bulk up. I got to put on, you know, some extra weight for the winter. You know, yeah, you know, warm up a little bit. You don't though. <laughs> Get into this. This tastes like it's flavored coffee. It tastes like it, but no, it's just regular black coffee. You know what this would pair really well with? A cigar that Nick Malillo blended back in the day, the Kahlua. Mm. This and a Kahlua. I'm not a big fan of flavored cigars, but yeah, it reminds me a little bit of that. You know what it pairs perfectly with? Nailed it. It pairs perfectly with the cigar that he made <laughs> that we're smoking right here, the Charter Oak, Connecticut. What I like is the Charter Oak, Connecticut has a very subtle undertone of spice going through it. You can, it's a little, a little Nicaraguan y, and that spice pairs beautifully with the sweet from the coffee. This is the type of cigar I like. Mm. No, I would, not, I would not characterize this as a mild cigar. This gets into medium by the time you get to the band. It kicks up a little bit yeah. in strength. One to ten or four. Exactly, yeah, low end to medium. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it three or four. I agree with that. I smoked a lot of them. This, this is a regular go-to. It's ridiculously Morning. smooth. Yeah. Very smooth. Little vegetable component to it. The show or the cigar? Dare I say... <laughs> both? Dare I say a hint, just a hint, boys. Chinese peapod. Oh, gee. Going on. You, haven't, you haven't brought that one back in years. I, I, I was all set to give you the harp, but no. You mean your Chinese peapods? Reps are going to be coming in this week. Did he say Chinese peapods again? Did he do it again? What the hell you is wrong? It's been like to. four years yeah. since the last time I said it. You, you were told not to do that. <laughs> Shows you how well I listen. All right. So let's, let's, let's uh, go to break so we can bring them on. Uh, when we come back, the former master blender for Drew Estates, the king of Connecticut, the wise man is himself, Nick Aragua, Nicholas Melillo from Foundation, joins us. We're in Studio 21, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. 
In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Garco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964.
I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. Got Jason Wood from Miami Cigar and Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar, cigar Sound Stage. And with us, live in Studio 21, is Gertrude McGillicuddy, or as people who don't know him so well, Mr. Nicholas Melillo. Welcome back. Guys, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's an honor to be here. Got me? Got yeah. me checked in? One, yeah. two. Got the shades um, on. Too Got cool for school. Too cool for school. I have, you know, I'm not used to the lights. Yes. So I have some very sensitive to light, so... Um, you guys, you know, I feel like I'm in the uh, CNN studio here. Yeah. This is congratulations, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We're, this we're, is we're impressive. Giving it a shot. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's working. Yeah. I think it's been working. I think you are the first cigar liberty to uh, <coughs> be it's on an, the be, it's an honor. Number two, I think. Number two. We had, we had Mr. Hansen on. Oh, that's first right. Week. That's right. First okay. week. All right. Because we use these uh, little trivia things. He doesn't have an entourage, though. I know. And he, of all people, should have one. I, I, like I don't know get, if Nick should have one. Has he well, earned an entourage? Yes, he has. You know, they're, they're actually uh, guys that are working with me. I've been fortunate um, to have some great people, friends and employees, you know, that are really uh, committed to foundation and, and helping me out. So. But you've got to pay them all? Um, you know, in some way or another. Yeah? Yes, everyone will be paid. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a costly thing, but I, I want to get one. I mean, maybe for my birthday or something, I get an entourage. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. You definitely can... have an entourage. Look at these guys. Yeah. You, I, a, I you have a coffee also. entourage now? You have a, yeah. I mean, it's, this is serious. But showing up with a whole bunch of people, it's like very cool. Very cool. You bring your own fanboys. I dig that. You know, we got Dave Sather. You know, Dave yeah. Sather oh, yeah. is the VP for the, for the company. And originally it was just Dave and I the first year uh, when we launched El Wawense. So, you know, Dave, uh, Dave's been in the industry for 20 years now. Um, we got Tommy Tushirt, who's my brother, yeah. who's just came on board. Why, um, why is he... Uh why is he Tommy T-shirt? Tommy T-shirt because he used to wear two shirts all the time when we used to play basketball. So he got the name Tommy T-shirt. Never one T-shirt. Always, Always two. Because he couldn't take the neck. If he had one T-shirt that had too large of a neck, he always had to have the close, you know, the T-shirt close to the neck. So here's, here's what I want you to tell him. Yeah. Uh, they make <laughs> T-shirts. He's shaking his head, but he knows it's neck, true. The neck just goes right up, and then you can just wear one shirt. Yeah. And no, it doesn't work. It okay. doesn't work. He's got to um, have two. I got my man Johnny Pappas in the, ha- yep. in the house who's um, – 
Johnny is just uh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He is. You know, there's Greeks sometimes. You know, but he's he's. I thought he was Canadian. And he's a he's, Canadian. Oh, he's Canadian too. That's he right. Is. Yeah. So, so he knows the Rudy. C and the G. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Johnny's been there. We actually met two years ago. At two guys at the really? Cigar Authority. Yeah. That's where you guys met? Yeah. Johnny, oh, my we, God. I was actually doing a raffle for a feather, uh, fellow brother of the Leaf whose son needed uh, some, some medical help. And we did a uh, – they were doing a uh, special uh, fundraiser. And I ended up donating 13 cigars from my private humidor of some ultra-rare sticks that uh, nobody's ever seen before. And Johnny was the uh, high bidder for a good cause. And he drove down from Canada. And he's been the uh, close friend of the company ever since. This is where the elite meet. Two this is where it all shop. happens. You know, did you know uh, Jonathan Drew and Steve Saka? This is never heard met. of them before. Well, they, no. They, they, no. Yes, and I saw the picture. Yeah, I saw the picture. Isn't yeah. it odd that I took a picture of it too? It, it is. Was, yeah. Anyway, that's we should weird. get a Everybody picture of these two together. Holding court. I, yeah. I remember the picture. Yeah. yeah, and they met each other. It's just weird how a lot of people end up. Meeting what was that ninety six, ninety seven? I would say. Now, uh, seems about, right. about the Charter Oak, we, we had, there was some fodder going on before the show started about the unfinished foot. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the reasoning behind the unfinished foot? You know, I wanted to do a little something different. It's, it's definitely an aesthetic um, preference for this line. And it also does contribute to holding the humidity in for the filler tobacco. So if you have that open foot, you have more exposure to airflow through the cigar, the closed foot actually helps keep the humidity in. What about for aging purposes? Does it not allow the cigar to completely age by allowing any of the gases that may be locked in there to escape? Is that a concern? That, that could be a concern also. And, you know, for me, the Charter Oak uses a lot of lower priming tobaccos. So I personally wouldn't suggest aging them for maybe more than two years because for me, a lot of the lower priming tobaccos, when you age them too long, the tobacco is constantly breaking down. Yeah. So, I, you know, there's some Seikos in here. Um, it, the, the blend is more of certain Seiko tobaccos, but the Seiko tobaccos have a lot of flavor and are really Aroma. rich. Some of these Seikos, you know, there's nothing yeah. to them. Um, so they're a bit heavier than your traditional, you know, lower priming tobaccos. But, um, you know, those tobaccos break down a little bit. Uh, faster because there's not much thickness to the leaf anymore. So, so th- th- you know, you had, everything you're saying is very unique. Interesting talking to you all the time because you are a guy. I don't know if there's another American out there that has gone through the cigar industry in every single aspect that you did as a young man. You're, you're in you're 39, 30, still, 39 still, now, yeah. Still in his 30s. So you're, you were a retailer. Yeah, started in the industry at 18, 1996, uh, running a humidor in okay. Connecticut called the Calabash Shop. Cigar yeah. boom's going on. You're in Height it. Height of the cigar boom. Yeah. Yep. You're, in it. You're in it as a retailer. Then you end up being the blender and the guy running factories, multiple, right? Yep. Multiple factories. State, Nicaragua. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We started in Nick Perdomo's old, uh, yes. old house originally. Yes. Yeah. And through the process of gathering all these little places, put them together into this monster of a cigar factory. Yeah. Maybe the largest? The largest, yeah. The largest, largest, definitely the largest in Nicaragua. So, yeah, I started the factory. is probably one of the smallest in Nicaragua. Sure. And when I departed in 2014, it was the largest factory in Nicaragua. So going so, through that process. Trial by fire. I'm experienced y- by fire. Purchasing the tobacco. Purchasing blending tobacco. Blending the tobacco. Blending. Everything. Curing. Per- yeah. And, and you then, know, as a small company, you're you're wearing a lot of hats. So yeah. When I started with Drew, it was you know a tenth of the size at the time. So, 
you know, uh, they didn't really have the funds to hire, you know, six-figure tobacco guys. You'd have to take them from other operations. So well, the whole le- team learn was young. Learn as you go. Learn as you go. And it was, you know, it's been gr- it was great because, still is great, because I got to learn from a lot of the Cuban masters, Nicaraguan masters that I had idolized and read about. And here I am, you know, I was traveling around the world the year before I went to work for Drew Estate. And I nestled in, moved my life down there. In and your 20s. 24, wow. a month before my 25th birthday. Living there. Living there, full time, yeah. Unbelievable. And then actually walking out before the purchase. Yep. And starting your own company and your own brands under your name. Yeah, you know, I knew it was, it was time for me if I didn't do it now, uh, getting older. And if I didn't start my own company, I'd never do it. And I also saw the looming threat of the FDA yeah. coming. And if I didn't do it when I did start the company, I would have probably not been able to hit that August 8th date Christ. and have absolutely uh, you know have a chance in this business. So Did you was, see the sale coming behind, beforehand? Um, I kind of yeah, saw it coming. Um, was there was some non-verbal partner. Nicaraguan was, uh, facial expressions that were tipping you off? Um, yes, exactly, yes. exactly. Um, Guys you know, walking I, around with suits in, a, in, in, in Drew Estates, right? <laughs> what the hell, you know? You know, I kind of saw things, ha- it wasn't happening. You know, I made the decision before you know, knowing that that was really going down because, you know, again, I was, I was just ready. You know, I was ready to us working, you know, really hard from taking, you know, a factory from 5,000 sticks a day to 105,000 a day. Wow. When I left, you know, I've in- invested my heart and soul, blood, literally blood, sweat and tears into uh, becoming a cigar maker. And I said, you know, it's time. If I'm, if I'm going to work this hard, um, it's time to do it. Do and, you it got, and you got a little piece of the action at the end? I was a partner in the company. Good, good, I was a good partner in the company. All right. And, and as was Steve Sackett. Yep. So let me ask you this, that it's Drew Estates that people know you by. It's your, uh, you know, Steve Sackett was the president of the company, and he ends up going off too and doing it. Sure. Do you like or hate the people that bring up Drew Estates all the time when they talk about you, bring up uh, Liga Pavada, bring up you, Steve Soccer, almost in comparison type things. Is this like, please get past all this so you can concentrate on your business, or is this a good thing? I think it's a good thing. It, it's my history. It's yeah. what, you know, it's, it's what I've done, you know, for the past... 12 years so and you certainly um, seem proud of it it's not like you're trying to hide definitely any of proud it. of it i'm still proud of it i mean most of the team at d nicaragua is is people that are consider my family yeah um and as the team you know in the states now it's a little bit different but i i love the company you know and i love the the history and um i think you know we're a newer company people are learning about foundation more and more and I think, you know, it's definitely a huge change from when I first started. You're yeah. starting to see people, you know, really recognize foundation and the portfolio of brands that we have. Um, and we're really working hard to, you know, bring a great portfolio to two connoisseurs yeah, around it, the world. So. did amazing things in a short period of time. Yeah. So are you, a, as, as a customer now to a factory, are you like the ultimate pain in the butt that, you know, because you ran a factory and you're going to say... You know. I was very close to starting the factory, uh, my own factory. Yeah. And then I just have so many great relationships with tobacco suppliers uh, for the past 14 years and with other factories in Nicaragua. So I was able to have the best of both worlds because I have my own quality control teams that work for me. And the guys that I've been working with, both at Topsa 
and at AJ's, they open their doors and they let me do what I need to do. And you leave somebody down there to see? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have some really, really close uh, quality control revisors and uh, team. And so maybe you'll learn a little from them of the way they're doing it, but they're I'm always learning. Yeah, that's, the, uh, that's the key to this business and, and, and tobacco in general. It's anything that, that's not uh, growing is, is dead. Yeah. So, you know, um, being open and the best tobacco guys are always – listening to the tobacco so you have to be very open and and to learning and because tobacco is never really reacting the same way there's no fine you know guideline it's an art form it is it is a true art form um in the modern day you end up moving back to connecticut but you want to be close to tobacco so you actually put your office in the tobacco field dream come true (laughs) dream come true we are unbelievable that you did this we are on a 50 acre tobacco farm in the heart of the connecticut river valley uh in windsor connecticut and that's been the vision from the beginning do you own that farm um not right now but we're we're leasing it for next season it's being rotated this year so next year it's going to be it's going to be going it's actually owned by one of the oldest growers in connecticut the thrall family um, they've been the growing tobacco mm-hmm. in Connecticut since early 1700s. Connecticut's kind of becoming one of those places that's a, a hotbed for housing developments, and you certainly can get more money in the short term by uh, subdividing and making a development. Is there any risk of that happening Don't to this? Don't tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we on air? No one's We're listening. There. No We're one's there. listening. Johnny so, Pop, is you sleeping out there? Come on, man. So to back up to the comparisons, Victor Morano in the uh, chat room, if the, F- if the FDA was to ever allow new blends to come out, would you be open to a collaboration project? No doubt. I'm open to collaborations. Would you work with a former? No, definitely possible. Yeah. Is there any truth <laughs> to the possible. rumor that Dave started a couple of weeks ago <laughs> that you and Steve Saka are going to team up and split the country down the middle? One handles the East Coast, one handles the West Coast, and you just go balls to the wall. Man, who came up with this? I, I was made Dave. it up. Oh, you, was thought it was you started this rumor? I did. There is no truth to that. No, no there's right. no current. Just checking. Current so we, truth to that's, that. That's no. a direct denial. But you well, are. That's different dr- than somebody saying <laughs> that's direct denial. So we scratch So he's up. lying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to direct all further questions to Dave Sather. He's sitting in the back there. Okay. Uh, is, <laughs> there uh, is it true that you're starting to work with, uh, with some royalty? That's the rumor. That ah. is true. That is 100% true. So tell yeah. us about so that project. Call, call me sir, God damn it. So uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Adam from Connecticut, owns a distilling company called uh, Onyx Moonshine. And a friend of his is uh, Lord Carnarvon. Lord Carnarvon uh, is the eighth Earl of Carnarvon, the godson to the Queen of England. His great-grandfather actually— What's Carnarvon, though? Carnarvon is his last name. He was the Lord of Carnarvon. Yes. Okay. Yes. I yes. thought it was a place, but that's okay. Yes. So he lives in a place called Highclere Castle. Highclere Castle is where they filmed Downton Abbey. And, um, is that the name of the home or the name of no, the place? No, the, the name of the place is Highclere Castle. Okay. The name of the show that's become, I believe it's the most popular show in the world. It's up there, is man. It's called Downton Abbey. And they filmed it actually at this, it's a 2,000, uh, 5,000 acre state, I'm sorry. Um, and so there's a long history of cigar smoking, of course, in England. They have a cigar room. They that, have a cigar smoking room in the castle. So his great-grandfather discovered King Tut's tomb with cigar in hand. They're working on a whiskey together called High Clare Castle. Okay. So my friend Adam said, you must meet 
Nicholas Melillo, very passionate about cigars. Did he say it like that, or did he say, you must meet him? You, mu- you must meet him. Okay. Yes, yes, of course. Bl- yes. Yeah. Of course. Um, so we met and uh, had uh, Lord Carnarvon come down to Nicaragua. And he's very much into agriculture, farming, yeah. okay. and fell in love. Had never seen the cigar-making process ever. Yeah. And I developed some, some really tasty blends. And we're doing a cigar called High Clear Castle that's about to come out uh, September, mid-September, September 10th. Overseas? Nope. And nationwide in the United States oh, no of America. Kidding. Yeah. They're also going to be sold at the castle. At High Clear Castle Estate, um, you know, being a cigar geek myself, uh, I sort of geeked out and said, "Well, we we got to come up with uh, some documents. What were they smoking? Excuse me." Yeah. And I had the archivist at the at the castle dig up some old documents, and they were able to find documents from the Partagas factory from the 20s, from different cigar stores where his great grandfather was ordering cigars. So I sort of based the line on. No on kidding. That. Yeah. So is this a licensing? Deal or yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, a, we actually formed another company called High Clear, uh, so it's High Clear Castle Cigars with them. With, with them, them okay. and uh, Foundation is the exclusive worldwide distributor. Um, are so. you international with Foundation Cigars? We are international, but um, only a few accounts right now that really supported us and that I've known throughout the years. We have a great uh, distributor distributor in Australia. Um, and I've known those guys for a while, and they've always supported me and what I'm doing. So, and a few accounts in um, in uh, Switzerland, and we're just about this this quarter going to be distributing in Canada, um, and also in Lebanon. So, so with the inter- high Clare Castle being based in Europe, are you going to be at Inter Tobacco this year? This year, no, but the following year. So in 2018, you'll yeah, be fir- set up. Correct, and first year is going to be. We're going to be very involved in the States and just the castle. Thank you very much. So with all the collaboration that is going on yes. in the cigar world, is there anybody that you want to collaborate with? They have to be a king or, a, or some royalty. Oh, yeah, or does it have to be royalty? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a royal pain in the ass count. Yes, right. <laughs> so we have our own Barry Stein. Yes, we do. You know, I'm a big fan of, of a lot of cigar makers, um, you know, I unfortunately, because we're doing foundation 24 seven, I, I don't get to try a lot of other brands a lot of the times, but I'm a big fan of Illusion, you know, Dion at Illusion. Yeah. He's been a big supporter of the company from the beginning and really helped me out uh, getting foundation going. In his own retail or through? Uh, um, through, okay. he was actually uh, f- doing our fulfillment um, the first oh. year. Yeah. So we've recently moved that to Miami um, this year. So um, he really helped me out that year. And he's been very involved in the Topsa factory So with yes. Eduardo Fernandez. So he has a lot of his stuff made there. Yeah. So we would always get together when he would come down to Nicaragua since 2009. I, we worked together on the Sotros brand um, yeah. back in the day. What, 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 so, what went terribly wrong with that? It, was, it became a supply issue for, for some of the wrappers uh, that we were working on. All right. And... Um, yeah, because that was like one and done, really. Was yeah, they, he decided to to really um, just move forward with yeah. it, just because there were so many, you yeah. know, delays initially with some of the tobacco stuff. So you mentioned rappers. Joe Gut in the chat room 
wants to know what your favorite thing about Connecticut Broadleaf in terms of tasting profile. And then the follow-up, what do you think of uh, Connecticut Broadleaf in comparison to Pennsylvania Broadleaf? You know, there's a lot of uh, questions. To me, Connecticut, uh, regarding Pennsylvania Connecticut Broadleaf, Connecticut Broadleaf is just amazingly sweet. It smells, it has such a natural sweetness to it, an earthiness to it that is unlike any tobacco um, that I've ever tried. Even, you know, I've seen a lot of experimentation taking the broadleaf seed, growing in Nicaragua, in Brazil, and also in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, to me, is a little bit rougher. It's a little dirtier on the palate, um, and you don't get that sweetness that you get from the Connecticut River Valley. And you can't replicate a river that's 410 miles long right. that passes through the north of Hartford and left these perfect meadows. Kind of a follow-up to that. Yeah. Is, is there a tobacco, because you are a bit of a geek and you got excited about the uh, the High Clare project. Yeah. Is, is there a tobacco that you just want to work with that you haven't worked with yet? You know, the, the only tobaccos that I haven't worked with yet that I would like to is different hybrid seeds that I'm actually experimenting with in the Connecticut Valley. And they're seeds from Nicaragua that I've taken to the Connecticut River Valley that I'm experimenting with. Other than that, there's uh, I've pretty much worked with, I think, all the tobaccos that I know. Cigar tobaccos. Sure. I mean, I don't have um, much How many years with your states were you... 12. 12 years. Just about so, 12, yeah. yeah. And yeah. millions and millions and millions of cigars. So yeah. You've, you've done so it. more of the hybrid seeds. We're actually using a hybrid seed in the High Clare that's just being used for High Clare Castle that's being grown on a particular farm in Esteli that I used to live on when I first moved to, to Esteli. And that's a uh, Corojo Criollo Cross um, that I've been working with AJ on. So, yeah. Pretty awesome. Awesomeness. All right, so going through your your list, your first one, El Wawense, uh, and just in one shade. Now you got a Maduro version coming out of it. Uh, tabernacle, powerful and extreme. This one on the other extreme there. So you got, I would say, let's call it mild, medium, and full. Yes. At that point, and then there was one that I would say upset a lot of people, and I think you, you named it. Properly is the upsetters. The upset the Nishan, you know. Yes. Yes. The upsetters is based on an old Jamaican band from the late 60s in Jamaica. Um, it was, you know, I've always been a fan of, of Jamaica, Jamaica culture, reggae. And also when that love of, of reggae started for me in, in about 96 was just when I was smoking cigars and I was falling in love with cigars and a lot of cigars were coming out of uh, Reggae Kingston, had a Jamaica. bit of a sure. resurgence in the late '90s. It kind of it kind of came back into popularity. So you had a, you had a lot more bands that were starting to to, to do reggae. Yeah, definitely. And thing. there's a resurgence happening now. Also, um, I was just always into Bob Marley. Yeah. Uh, his his music. You know, people know him as more of the love tunes and whatnot. But he was a very influential person in Jamaican society. Um, in you know, the country was in war, was in gang political warfare, and he really brought the country together. Um, and, and that's where really Upsetter started. I traveled a couple of years ago while I was working on Wednesday to Jamaica for Bob's 70th birthday. And I realized that everybody was growing tobacco in the hills, that tobacco growing had still existed in small plots in the mountains of Jamaica. And I had always been a big fan of Temple Hall, sure. Macanudo, 
Um, you had Royal, Royal Jamaica, Jamaica Factory. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of these factories moved out of Jamaica in the late 90s to the Dominican, and the industry was pretty much lost for the most part. I, and, and I didn't realize that they continued to grow. So what are they doing with that tobacco? So a lot of the tobacco locally is being used for local production, and the cannabis culture there, they don't, you know, in the United States, there's a big blunt market. They actually use tobacco to mix in to oh. the filler of their their cannabis, All right. but they're actually using a very the original strand of tobacco called cow tongue. Yeah, I was able to meet. Sounds delicious. I, I was. <laughs> I, it's a very mild, smooth uh, tobacco. It's surprisingly mild and smooth. You would think there would be a little bit more spice or body to it. It's an incredibly smooth tobacco and great for for blending with Nicaraguan tastes, tobaccos. It tastes you back. It While you're tasting you it. <laughs> yeah. The, the tobacco to take uh, you back. Cow tongue. So I ended up meeting remnants of people that worked in the cigar industry and guys that were really motivated to bring back tobacco for cigar tobacco and wanted to actually bring back cigars in Jamaica. So I had been playing around with the idea of potentially opening up production, but it was it, I, I would have to move to Jamaica, and I wanted to concentrate on, on foundation. So we shipped the tobacco to Nicaragua, and then it's blended and infused in, in Nicaragua. And Jamaica, obviously a good place to grow tobacco. They did it it for is, years yeah. Years and years, right? Yeah, years and years. You know, yeah. the Arawak Indians had been growing tobacco, you know, thousands of years yeah. and they would actually use um, in the curing process when it came out of the field thatch huts um, and they would use different herbs in the fires to dry out the tobacco oh, really? so you know as kentucky fire cured tobacco they use hardwoods yeah. to dry on they get that aroma the jamaican tobacco they would use different herbs in the fire in the curing process so you would get the get those aromas into the tobacco are they still doing that oh yeah really oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is that what you're doing yes yeah, that's what the tobacco. Yeah. No kidding. But then we, we, we do infuse the cigars in, in Nicaragua also. So you have so, a combination so, of both. So an herb, for instance, what? Um, Without even saying what it is, I mean, you're going to put oregano? <laughs> you know, what, what kind of herb is, is, is <laughs> no comment, Dave. No comment. He's not going to give you a secret. No, but no, I understand. I understand. No comment. All right. <laughs> and Nick Bailey drinks. If I could pop a couple of cocktails into him, I'd get more information. Yeah. But... Doesn't work so well with him. I want to guard my coffee here. Here we go. Excellent, by the way. But he's got an entourage. We've got some drinkers here. I can get some information next week. Tune in. We'll get. We'll give you some back end story of this thing. So what's Good your thing? I wasn't drinking yes. coffee at that moment. You're. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't spit it out on the yeah, table, please. Yeah. You're uh, pointing this way. You uh. You have your own. Your own coffee. We do. We have our own coffee line. So we um. We have. Um, a Nicaraguan blend called the Wise Man. We have a Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee called the Upsetters. We have an Ethiopian blend called uh, the Tabernacle. And then I worked on a three-in-one blend. It's called Foundation Three-in-One. It's a combination of all three of those. That is so interesting of mixing the three together. You know, you're a blender to begin with anyway. So yeah, you how said, do you okay, not? How do you not end up trying it? But you say it actually worked out. It worked out. I'm definitely learning a lot about coffee. But coffee is um, very much a part of my day, every day, yeah. and cigars. So production there's nothing floor and better coffee, to pair the two with. You know, I always tell guys that a lot of times. They're looking for, you know, some bourbons and scotch. But I definitely 
There's nothing like coffee and a cigar. Because yeah. coffee w- wakes your palate up. It doesn't put your palate to sleep. You, you put alcohol on your tongue, and your taste buds just go to sleep. It's just too yeah, much it's sensation. Yeah. Coffee wakes everything up and makes your, your palate more alert and more bright. Yeah. I'm either drinking coffee or San Pellegrino because the carbonation you from like, the San Pellegrino yeah. really cleans your palate yeah. out. And, uh, and the coffee just, you know, there's a lot of great coffee notes in a lot of cigars, so it's... So where do you go with the coffee? The coffee goes to cigar retailers or the coffee goes to anybody? It's going to cigar retailers now throughout the country. That's, again, starting to ship um, September 10th also. And um, we're going to be selling also uh, probably online at some point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're seeing a lot of it. it. It's happened in the past that, you know, go back to Fuente back in the day and Monte Cristo and different people had coffees and stuff. And it kind of went away. And now it seems like a resurgence again. Well, with coffee the, in general is in its, its amazing, heyday right, right now. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Booming. it's booming. You guys have a very impressive situation happening here. It's happening. Uh, it's, good it's, thing you brought your coffee so we can <laughs> try it. <laughs> <laughs> Friggin' jerk. <laughs> September 10th. I mean, not oh September 1st. September 10th. This is unbelievable. Can you just ship me some so I can play around with it? Of course. Of course. I want to, you know, wouldn't it be great to try each one and then try, and then the, try all three? The mixed one. And see what ended up. It's a whole show right there. Trying all three and then trying the, the fourth one of what it is. Send them all up. We'll give you another show. Yeah, get another this show. This is a tasty morsel, huh? Now, it's, can, you, can you tell me, is this your number one selling skew? The size-wise? No, just Charterock. Charterock Charter does really well. I would um, say. You does know, the any- price point is, is, is amazing, and it's an amazing stick. Um, it's definitely one of our, our top volume-wise um, sellers, but all the brands are consistently selling really strongly. You know, as people begin to well, it's different. And to you, learn you have a different them. palette for each one. I mean, I, I I think it's a different customer from this than Tabernacle for sure. Oh, right. definitely, yeah. yeah for especially the Connecticut. Yeah. Um, you know, this was I really grew up learning about. You know, my grandfather's great grandfather's all smoked Connecticut cigars. Connecticut had a lot of manufacturing of cigars at the turn of the century. Yeah, so all Connecticut blend. Con- all Connecticut. Yeah. Well, it was usually they used, you know, broadleaf or they used at some at some point they started mixing in some Sumatra tobaccos in there. Pre-1959, they were using all filler, uh, Cuban fillers. Yeah. So they, you have all Cuban filler and Connecticut wraps. Yeah. Uh, broadleaf on those cigars. For 12 cents. For 12 cents. <laughs> yes. You know, it's amazing. It's and they were deal. always reasonable, you know, excellent cigars. And I really wanted to come out with a line that was, you know, a tribute to those cigars, a tribute for me to Connecticut and the cigars that my Did you still smoke family. the money makers and of the course. toppers and of all that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. To- and Chris it, Topper's still around. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, the interesting taste of that uh, broadleaf that's on it that... Uh, premium cigars did not do for the longest time. And I used to work at the store, and I would grab some, you know, yeah. FD Graves, some sure. money makers, and the ladies I worked for would say, well, you can smoke anything you yeah. you want in the humidor. You know, why are you grabbing? Because I'm the king you. of Connecticut. Let me tell Biatch. you. Biatch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we can swear on this show? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> How about the um, uh, Henry Clay's? Remember oh, those man. Henry Clays those, jammed inside oh the box with a paper those. ribbon cutting through it? I'm like, yeah. it's all Stuck deformed. together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they smoked incredible. Yes. They looked terrible, but And they smoking. were three, you know, yeah. when I was, I think they were $2.80, $3 yeah. a cigar. But, you know, and again, those aesthetics for me are a little bit, you know, I'm all about 
the the smoke and the flavor yeah. and looking at that leaf. If that leaf is really oily and it you know a lot I just see flavor pockets, the tooth of the wrapper. Um, yeah. I'm going after that one. Another one, and, and I don't know if it was Broadleaf that was on, and maybe you can help me if you can remember back Canary Dioro. Mm. I think they used San Andreas on Oh, those. really? Yeah. That I'm was another sure. interesting cheap cigar, looked terrible, smoked. And that was the 50-count wheel yes. and the Rothschilds. Yeah, and the, but the Hoy de Monterey's and the punch, the 50-count wheels, no band, yeah. no cello. Grab by the handfuls. You guys want to get broad, a room? I can just back up. Uh, two of you can he, just he, go he at it. Was 96, man. This yeah. is when, it, this is when it was. It was a whole different world out there. When I walk through Dave's office, I mean, it just brings me back to, you know, work in the store because yeah. I'm familiar with, you know, all those, all those brands. They yeah. were just incredible. Yeah. Excalibur yeah. number three Maduro's. Sure. Like, we used to smoke those. Like. And it's funny how the changes and something is – you know, gone and forgotten about, and you know, ninety percent of the people probably listen to the show don't even know what these things were. Yeah. And, and believe me, don't get it today and think I got it. It's not what it was because it's not. Yeah, the same it's not the same same whole different. Yeah. Epoch. Wasn't is what that how is. you pronounce that word? I have yeah. no idea. Uh, time period of yeah. cigar smoking. Puros Indios number yes. two torpedo, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. That year only. Yeah. That cigar was still my top. Was that the cigar that was cigars. pre-cut? No. Didn't Puros Indios have a, a torpedo number two that was, was a pre-cut? Tor- I, the number sure. one and the number two torpedo. Yeah. A box that The ten. number one was like this. Yeah. It was like a trumpet. We'd unpack those boxes, and people would take it right out of our hands as we were unpacking it. Boom, 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 gone. You have any of those, Major? No. Oh. No. If there's anybody that would have them. Yeah. No dice. A, yeah. We, <laughs> you know, and we had um, um, this week, uh, Wednesday, Christian Aroa came by, and sure. now, now he's – Working Macho, with them, yeah. and, and, and there's something going on with Puros Indios and trying to relive that back. Oh, really? With some association. I Interesting. Can't get deep into, but okay. there's a lot going on there and try, try to bring that back in, in Cuba Aliados. Yeah. Rolando uh, Reyes Sr. Yeah. 1996, Tom Selleck, cigar aficionado. It really, <laughs> yeah. that, that, that cigar aficionado made me want to become a cigar maker because there was a small article in that Puros Indios number two torpedo. Opus X and Monte Cristo number two were all rated on 94 yeah. that episode. And there was an article about Rolando Ray Sr. in the yeah. back. And I read that article. That, that guy was This conversation was just was added to Barry Spank Bank, just to let you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's over there salivating. I'm done. Nice Good thing jacket. I'm sitting below the desk. He would, uh, Rolando Reyes came in late in the day, in the afternoon, yep. and worked overnight and checking everything with everybody else. Every cigar. Yeah. And that was true. Yeah. A lot of people say I inspected every leaf and I did. Yeah. That man was all night yeah. reviewing production yeah. for that day. It was an interesting thing. So, want to stay on board? We've got another hour to I would go? love to. It would be right. an honor. Good, good. Love to have you. All right, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I understand the upset has actually upset a lot of people. I want to get a little into that. And uh, what else might surprise us about Nick Melillo? Uh, what's up his sleeve? We're going to try to get to some of that when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Rafael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, 
brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar 
for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right! The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far! In. There's too much to lose! And out of the cigar industry. Keep our composure! With your host. Como te llamo? David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former Grangekeeper now about to become the Masters Champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Can we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. With us is the King of Connecticut, the wise man, Nicaragua, Nicholas Melillo. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Okay, I'm putting my charter oak down. Burned fantastic all the way through. I got another 20 minutes out of this. Oh, Easy yeah. If I, if I Even could. with how much you talk. Yeah. <laughs> so this was it. We were going to do Tabernacle, but we're going we're gonna to change we'll it up. We're audible. Change it up. This is an audible. This is a last-minute change-up. And this is a cigar I saw at the trade show, 
and you had El Wense, and this would be, I guess, El Wense Maduro, but it's not. It is the wise man Maduro. That is correct. Now, are they interchangeable because one means the same thing? That is correct. El Wense means the wise man. Yeah. So if you see on the bands, they both have, well, Wense has the wise man under it, and this is the yin and yang. Ah. So the wise man has Wense under it. But could you break it into two different brands? And end up having the wise man and El Wense. No, yeah, that was a little bit of the reasoning. Of okay, it. yeah, definitely wanted to have that um, option. Option, you know, of course, the trademark, the wise man, also, and every and it rolls off the tongue. The wise man, the Easy, wise right? man, it does. As opposed to since you sell in the American market mostly, we need to be able to pronounce the names <laughs> yes. of the cigars. And, it, took know, me, it took me, it took me two years to end up <laughs> saying it. And then I finally got it, and I show up at the trade show, and it's the wise man. And I'm like, really? And I put two years into this. You want, and then you want to know what's crazy? Everybody's calling it, well, Wednesday Maduro. Oh, because they, <laughs> they can. I talk to is saying, well, Wednesday Maduro. We're all proud which is, say it. You know, well, Wednesday for me is a, very, is a very special project, living in Nicaragua for, you know, so many years. The well, Wednesday is the Statue of Liberty for the Nicaraguan people. So for me, you know, a lot of times Nicaragua's got a bad rap in the past. You know, you have the whole Iran-Contra. Yeah. You have all the stuff that was going on in the 80s. And here is this cultural masterpiece of the world. It's protected by UNESCO. They protect the pyramids, and they protect Weiwense. So I felt it was really important as a first project for me to really, you know, show consumers throughout the country and the world that this is a really special special word and brand for the company. But it was a lot of teaching. A lot of teaching. Yeah. A lot of teaching. Correcting. See, no. And, you, you know. Yeah. And rah, the brands, rah. you know, for me, it, it's been great to be creative and to use the boxes and bands as a canvas to, you know, be creative. And, you know, these brands have depth. They have, you know, you could take them as far, you know, not as far as you want, but... Um, so you, you know. were a retailer, so the interesting thing on our end is we have it displayed, <laughs> and the customer comes over, yeah. and we say, this is what yeah. you should get. El Gunnam. Yeah, uh, so yeah. They, and they come back, and it's the, two years I had to go through it, they're catching on now of what it is, yeah. and here comes the wise man, how simple, easy, understandable. You know, and you got to challenge you, people. You did. You got to keep people on, right. on their toes. You're making you know? us work over here. What's you the gotta, blend on you this cigar? Work. So the blend is different than the uh, Wawense Which is all, basically all Corojo, right? In the well, Wawense. there's some Criollo in the filler. So the, the blend in the Wawense Corojo, um, the wrapper is Corojo, the binder is Corojo, and then the filler is a Criollo Corojo blend. Um, Similar here in the Wise Man Maduro, you, but you have the San Andreas wrapper from uh, San Andreas, Mexico. The binder is Corojo, but the filler is also Criollo Corojo. But I stepped up the filler tobaccos with more Ligero, a little bit stronger Viso, um, because this wrapper is able to really buffer the strength of a little bit heavier blend so and basically, not be overwhelming Basically, it's a wall. Correct. It's a Mexican wall. That's correct. Okay. Well, I don't know. What is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) The views of Barry Stein do not necessarily reflect (laughs) the views of the cigar. Where's the cricket sounds? Because the uh, the wall did. I mean, it fell uh, flat. It went over well yesterday. Today it fell flat. I I love the red band on it. I think it it pops sharp. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it really looks nice. We got a toothy wrapper on it. See how he's stalling? He's nervous about smoking. No, because because I smoked it yesterday, and I and I thought it was outstanding, really. Uh, and to be honest with you, the tabernacle is a step 
too full-bodied for my regular type of thing. So I was actually loving the audible change that happened here. Uh, <laughs> I and, could, and we were going to go on to the Corona, which is going to be a little, little more oomph, right? Yes. So the yeah. guys that like Smaller the really full-bodied, it's a tabernacle, try the Corona, and yeah. that, that one's going to kick you in the chest, I promise you, if that's what you're looking for. If you're not, uh, the Wise Man Maduro, um, little soft box press. Love it. Yeah. Love the soft. Beautiful. Cuban box all right. press. Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all oh, about. Oh, my bad. I, I jumped the gun over here. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> Pay attention. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. You have to do the cold drawer on this. It's peanuts all day, every day. Money. It's, 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 it's like a chewy. Even when you cut it, it's like mm. it's. It seems like it's chewy. I like taking the salted peanuts, the roasted ones that oh, are in yeah. the shell, and you pop the shell in your mouth, and you kind of chew the shell a little bit to get the peanuts out. And it has a little bit of that, uh, the cold drawer anyways, a little bit of that uh, musty component from the shell. Even I'd say even a little salt to it. I thought my phone was ringing. <laughs> That means he nailed it. Nice job. He Thanks. nailed it. And the last time I nailed it, I got cricket. So he's very hit or miss over there. So what do you th- what do you think of this lighter? Doesn't I, it look like it's very used? It does. I have uh, berries over here. Okay. And I have to say, it's got a great flame that, on it. It's brand new, but that's the way it comes in with this. Oh really? Uh, stressed look. The stress yeah. they call it. Okay. But, so uh, it's uh, the Vertigo Gauntlet. It retails for nineteen ninety nine. It features three inline jets. We also refer like to it. lighters like this as the poor man's flat flame. Yeah. All three jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. you got an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom and a flip-out fairly large bullet punch at the bottom. It's the Vertigo Gauntlet retailing for nineteen ninety nine. It's a lot of lighter for 20 bucks. I think you swore again, is that? You can say, you can say uh, big-ass tank. It's okay. part of the commercial. Gotcha. gotcha. This is commercial content. It's only the seven deadly words that you oh, can't say. That's right. What are those? I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so the upsetters seem to upset yes, uh, man. some people out there, and it, it seems to me that you kind of you put it out there, but you backed yourself out a little bit because you let somebody else take the blunt of the pain, which is you went and had somebody else distribute it, Miami Cigar. Was that the reasoning behind that? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, the reasoning is, is, you know, we started as a very small company, and a year ago, we didn't have, we had one salesman on the road. Um, so it's been Dave Sather and myself in the office, and, uh, you know, we started the company really small. So we had one salesperson really on the, on the road in California last year. So, you know, the distribution wasn't there. So, you know, the guys at Miami I've known for a while, and I thought that was, uh, you know, a good way to go. So we've yeah. been... Um, and they have the Tatiana customer. And, correct. Yeah. yeah, correct. So, you know, this is a, a segment of the, you know, market. As you know, being a retailer, I started in 96. This infused market was, you know, really started, I think, more in the premium side by Lars Teton originally. So this sort of infused segment started, and we know it's been uh, pretty popular and 
really kind of dominated by. It's a nice uh, gateway to get somebody to get used to smoking a cigar, and then eventually maybe they transition over to traditional cigars. But it's a nice way to get somebody to get their feet in the door. You'd be surprised how many traditional guys too smoke um, infused cigars in between, right? Yeah, in between. We we see it because we're working retail, and the guy buys his regular stuff, and then there's a handful of these, or the other way around. There's a box of. Upsetters, and there's a few regular cigars that's in there. So it's, uh, you know, I'm not here to t- t- tell people what they should like and what they shouldn't like. This is about enjoyment and enjoying what you like. Well, you'd like and them if they liked your cigars. I would definitely like them a little bit more. No, not, <laughs> not necessarily. But, you know, and, and coming from the retail side, you want to find cigars that people are going to enjoy, not just because I like them. You, you like them, yeah. milder cigar, Tabernacle sure. might not be the cigar that you personally like. That doesn't mean you're going to recommend, you know, a Charter Oak Connecticut to a guy that's smoking full-body right. cigars. So it's the same way with the, with the infused market, and there's definitely been a huge gap in, in that market with, you know, I think competition. And... Um, you know, we, we live in America, and I think competition overall makes the marketplace makes everybody healthy better. And, makes and, it raises the, raises the, and the raises, tide, right? Yeah. So I really wanted to. And also, again, this the Jamaica part of, you know, me just personally, I've always wanted to do something involving Jamaica. Yeah. And, and especially knowing this connection of starting, you know, my cigar career smoking Jamaican um, cigars. So... You know, you see the imagery. This imagery is all based on late 1960s reggae art cover. All of the, they were very fascinated in Jamaica at the late 60s, early 70s on spaghetti westerns yeah. from, from Italy. Um, so all of the album art cover had the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, all of these, uh, these images. And a lot of times they were smoking cigars. Right. So you see the image on the Upsetters box is actually... Um, a fusion of um, some of this art cover, and uh, it's actually based on an old movie um, from Jamaica, a cult classic called The Harder They Come. I remember that. Uh, a Jimmy, midnight movie, baby. Yeah, Jimmy Cliff. Do you remember so, those midnight movies that used to happen on, on weekends? They, they had a big, yeah. it was big in Boston. They, it's only in his 30s, Dave. Yeah, right. It was in dating the, yourself. In the uh, late 70s, early 80s, you'd go into Boston and it would start at midnight and uh-huh. that was one of the ongoing ones. It was all kind of weird stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. th- that was definitely one of those movies that would play. Cult classic. Okay, that ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? So what we do here is talk about two people against each other. Who hypothetically would win this battle and um, today we're going to go in their prime Phil Collins Genesis in his prime versus Neil Peart the drummer for Rush drumming for Dr. Dre's uh, next hip hop album so you're going back in time back in time to do an album for the future back in time the drummers when they were in their prime because Phil Collins unbelievable drummer yes Neil Peart, unbelievable drummer. In fact, he's he's almost every drummer's top drummer. Yes. It's Neil Neil Peart, without a doubt. Really? He even retaught himself because when he was originally playing, he was self-taught, and then he learned from a music professor that he was holding the drumsticks wrong, and he retrained himself to hold the drumsticks the right way. Nothing changed. Now I'm going to say he's that the best drummer in the history of music. Period. Phil Collins basically drummed himself out of a career because he played so hard. He now has arthritis. He can't even hold the sticks. Ouch. He played every note to its fullest. 
I got to go Phil Collins on Dr. Dre's new album, if you go back in time, to go into the future. It's Phil Collins. I See, second the fa- that motion. The fact, he that he got hurt, the fact that he got hurt means he had to put too much effort. It wasn't a natural rhythm that Neil Perry You obviously have never seen him play the drums. He gave it everything he had, and there we go. So he's been out number two to one anyway, and I would have went to them too. <laughs> Commercial success-wise, it's going to be Phil Collins also, so it's going to be a win-win-win situation. Sorry, Barry. Uh, you know how I hate to agree with John. Anyway. <laughs> do you think, <laughs> Nick, uh, do you think that coming out with an infused product helped or hurt your brand as a blender? Do you feel like people took you more seriously or less seriously because you have an infused product on the market? That's a great question. You got a little um, backlash. I saw it. I don't know yeah, if you followed through social media. They were banging you a little bit. And really? Yeah. You know, these guys are the hardcore guys, definitely, I think. Um, and, you know, being a blender... You know, a lot of people ask me, too, about tobacco. What's your favorite tobacco? This tobacco is better than that. Everything has its own unique characteristic. So I don't really see things that way. I, I'm a blender. So I'm, I'm in the market to blend cigars for people to enjoy. I don't necessarily smoke infused cigars, but being a blender, I worked on a lot of uh, projects, in, you know, infusion <laughs> yeah. for the market, even though I wasn't. Probably more than anyone in the world. You know, so, um, you know, I definitely f- you know, for me, I, I just spend every waking hour on foundation and making cigars. So, yeah. you know, I can't. I, I, I don't really pay attention much to the. You got to you the got noise. a product for every seat. You know, yeah. it's something for everybody. I, yeah. I so you don't like it. That's I mean, that's that's yeah. your personal to each his own. The it's, people that um, don't like it didn't even try it. This is the thing. You, you don't get a vote unless yeah, you try and, it. And if you try the cigar, it's not overwhelming with the infusion. It's very subtle. It's and yeah. that's the thing I was really wanted to blend and complement the tobaccos without it being just dominant dif- uh, infusion, you know, sweet or, you know, that leaning that way. So it's a really nice balance. And um, so as not know, an infused guy myself, yeah, I got to say, though, you guys did coffee better than anyone who has ever done it with the Kahlua type of uh, cigar that you did and the Rocky Patel's yeah. uh, Java, Java yeah. and all that stuff. And Tobacco, you know, I don't know yeah. what goes on there, but tobacco special, each one of them. That's something I can pick up every once in a while and, you know, just an in-between cigar. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, very good. I, I wish there was FDA time to end up pulling something of that off. Well, you might see something. Yeah. yeah you never know. You never you know. Never, so we're getting never, a little something here. And, and, and your whole entourage got a got little. Uh, you see the big S-E-D smiles grins. coming? Yeah. You can only see Dave's face in the all right. there. Actually, it looks like Pappas might have had gas. I'm not. He might. <laughs> that, that may not have been a genuine smile. Seriously, that's the a, only thing. That's the, a regular the thing. The only thing missing, <laughs> and maybe you didn't miss it. It's a Greek thing. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's, the, it's a Greek thing. <laughs> All right, let's find out what's up in the cigar you know, world with Barry Stein. <laughs> it's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. The 2017 Cigar Smoking World Championship will take place on September 2nd, which I guess is today, in Split, Croatia. 
During the qualification tournaments throughout the year, new world records have set the benchmarks. Igor Kovacic from Sweden has achieved a smoking time of 175 minutes and 27 seconds to finish his Macanudo, and Tomasz Zagowicz from Poland is the current world record holder at 180 minutes and 26 seconds. Third in the world record is Darren Kofi from America at 170.09, Patricia Benden 153.27 from Germany, and Agata Piłatska at 163.42 from Poland. I checked my phone before we went on the show to see who won. Has not been announced yet. I'm sure it will be announced at Cigar Journal. Did they Journal. announce who holds the record for it going out the quickest? Because I think that's you. That like would be four me. And a half <laughs> yes. I, I, I was After the quickest. all that trash talk. Yes. Did four you and just half. make that up? What? That whole piece. No. No. Oh, really? That's a true that's story. Really? So you got a 5 by 42 a Macanudo. Yeah. And you smoke it one match, and then you light it, and you smoke it as long as you can. If it goes out, you're out. That's it. So you're talking about 180 minutes. That's cool. 5 by 42 So we tried it. We totally failed. Yeah, it's very, canoed, very hard to do. It's yeah. very hard to get a slow, even burn. Right. It's tough. Uh, for it's the a two- sport. Cigar smoking is a sport. They and do it that with pipes in Italy yes. and Rome. Yeah. Um, I've seen Keep a the bowl of those. going yeah. as long as they can. Yeah. The 2017 Best Male and Female Competitor will be awarded a limited edition watch. Imperial Tobacco and its premium cigar division, Tobacco Larry USA, and their affiliates announced they are donating $50,000 to the American Red Cross for hurricane-related assistance in Houston, Texas. Nice. In addition, our friend Skip Martin, whose Roma Craft Tobacco is based in Texas, has created a fundraiser at team.org under Weasel Team 6, and we'll share the link after the show. And as you know, Skip Martin had his retail shop have a cigar wiped out in 2008 by Hurricane Oof. Ike. So this is the second time that he's, he's felt the wrath of a hurricane. Jesus. Davidoff has announced in a press release this week that Hans Christian Hosgard is out at Adige Davidoff AG. The company announced that Hosgard, its CEO, and Andreas Schmidt, the chairman of the board, will no longer be in their roles in a move that was described as the ongoing rejuvenation, rejuvenation of the operational management. They named Beat Howenstein, who recently was the COO, as the new CEO, and Domenico Scala has been appointed chairman of the board. Our friends at Cigar Rights of America currently have on their webpage, cigarrights.org. They're trying to collect 100,000 signatures uh, for the exemption of premium cigars. Um, So go to cigarrights.org and sign the petition. And finally, as we noted two weeks ago, a new minimum price and tobacco tax for New York City was officially signed into law by Mayor DeBozo, and that's <laughs> what's up in the cigar world. Wow. What's up? I don't think you pronounced that right. The cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade-A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Reclu Cigars is What's Up? Next week on the Cigar Authority, we bring in Gusto Aroa. He is the brother of Christian Aroa from CLE. His company is JRE, him and his dad, and they make a cigar called Aladino. If you haven't tried that, we're going to smoke that on the show next week. Pretty awesome cigar. This is the Corojo, him using the Corojo, kind of back to the old days of the Camacho Corojo type of thing, and we'll get into that next week. The following week is Two Guys Smoke Shop's 32nd anniversary recap of the party, and it's going to be a who's who's that's going to be there, and we'll tell you uh, what we learned from that show. So that's the upcoming shows. 
Uh, now um, uh, the company of Foundation Cigars. We're looking for some surprises, some information. We got a little bit. We have a coffee-infused cigar coming out. And Well, he it, didn't commit to that. He, didn't he just commit to it. hinted at it. Not to put you on the spot or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no coffee in my mouth. Um, you know, you <laughs> never know. You never know. You never know. It's good. It's not, it's not a denial. You know, so he that, denied flat out earlier yes, his did. collaboration yeah. with Steve Saki. Yeah. He's not denying anything no. here. You know, one collaboration that did happen this past year, I don't know if you guys know, speaking of infused cigars, you know, I, I work really closely with Rick Ardito. Mm. Who Rick Ardito was one of the founding uh, members there of Drew Estate. So when you say work closely with what? He is actually the, the brand ambassador for the Upsetters brand. Okay. So he's been working really close with my Miami and uh, Rick, another veteran um, in the business. You know, a lot of people think we're new to this uh, game, being a new company. Yeah. But um, the internal, you know, circle of foundation, um, Dave Sather, Rick, we all work together, you know, since, sure. since I got on board there um, in 2003. So Rick has been an integral part of this whole project and his experience in that in that segment sure. is unprecedented. And um, he's actually the first guy I met. Um, back in 1997 um, for Drew Estate when um, I first learned of the company. His family's from Guilford, Connecticut, and all of my um, grandmother's side of the family is from Guilford. So, you know, being Italian, Rick being Italian, everybody knew knew of each other. Isn't it true Blondie was named after his daughter, I believe? Yeah, and it's called Remy is one of his daughters also, and that was what the the acid Remy was named after. Yeah. So... um, I think Rick left the company back in 2010, and, you know, I told Rick what I was working on, and, you know, I'm fortunate to have him on yes. board. And, uh, Beautiful. He's a, he's a great champion, and he loved the, the idea for the brand, you know, right away. And um, So you're not copying to come on out with anything new right now? You know, we, you know, we just, you know, it's tough because we just came from the show. So High Clare Castle, the Wise Man yeah, Maduro. Those are the new ones. Um, Go with those. Right. You know, I hope, I hope one day to definitely you see the coffee, um, you know, coffee as an infusion, you know, yeah. for cigars and tobacco. It's such a great compliment, uh, as you said before. Um, I definitely have some experience there um, working with that. So, you know, we're um, it's definitely an interesting time for the, the industry as a whole with this whole FDA you know, looming cloud, but um, we've made some preparations. Okay. All right. Right now, we're going to go to uh, the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. It is time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, how much? Today, the offer is $5,000. $5,000. I'm interested. Wow. Per month. Every month for one full year, you get $5,000 every month for one full year. That's $60,000 $60, to test a new drug where the side effects are you lose all your body hair, and I mean all your body hair. This is nose hair, eyelashes, the head, everything goes. T-shirt. Mr. Jonathan doesn't mind a lot of this. Um, but It would it certainly ma- save me a lot of time on manscaping. It may or may not ever grow hair back again. That oh. is the possible side effect of it. And it's a test, and you're going to test it for one year. It's 5000 a month. Isn't there some people that are born with that kind of yes. Uh, thing? Yes. Yeah. They don't have any hair. Yeah. See, the, the tough thing is the nose hairs. 
Yeah. I like plucking nose hairs well, so much. Filters. If they that's all fell out. Oh, my God. <laughs> that kind of filters. That, it, that actually has a function. It has yeah. a function. My brother might be interested in that because uh, I didn't tell you the second half of his nickname. Ah. Two shirt and a quilt. And a quilt. Yeah, and a quilt. Okay. Oh, and a yes. quilt. Yeah. Has he got a lot he of was, back he's, hair? He's been blessed with the Italian back hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He's going to kill me at the end wow. of the day. That, that may be why he but needs both shirts and you didn't tell us before. And, yes. 60 grand and no hair. He might be interested. See, that's what it Jonathan Spank Bank. Take a chance. That's what Jonathan Spank Bank later because he likes, you know, bears. <laughs> Who likes 60 bears? grand. He likes bears, hairy guys. 5K. But you like bears? I, you, can't, you just can't take anything he says seriously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just ignore him and he'll go away. I love this guy. <laughs> call it low-hanging fruit. Right. And uh, Jonathan. Jonathan loves the low-hanging fruit. Leave my low-hanging fruit out of your mouth, please. <laughs> the uh, 60 grand, you test a new drug, 5K per month. You make it through the, the whole testing thing of it. T-shirt. And, and you don't know what if it's going to happen. Like, you know, it's not the I'm out because it. you don't know if it's going to grow back. If they were like, you definitely you're going to grow back. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't, you could sue them and make more. Who is this for? Who's doing this? This is just, a, this is just something that we do every week. Oh, it's okay. hypothetical. Okay. I'll leave it for Huey Lewis. I'm out. I don't want a new drug. I'll and pass. Yeah, I'm going to tap out on that one. <laughs> yeah. Testing new drugs. Anybody uh, in? If it was 10K. No. I'd be I'd be interested. More interested. I'm trying to conserve it. all the hair I have left. So okay, yeah. Just go yeah. bald, baby. Bald you is know, beautiful. You know, you, you you wear it well. Yeah. Yes. He, he has no choice. He used to be a redhead and have an afro. Really? Looked like redhead Ronald McDonald. I see that. Yeah. My brother almost had Bob Ross. Were you painting happy little oh, trees somewhere? <laughs> all right. So that's that's a no go. So what, what's our early thoughts here on the El Wednesday? Let's talk about the cigar we're smoking. The initial light. No, this isn't out yet. This is coming very soon. This event it was the first time we had them for uh, sale in the United States. Wow, thank you. So for you that. guys are the only ones that have it. They're coming out the week of September 10th. They're going to be shipping uh, all right. nationwide. All right, coming really soon. Um, really, really good. I'm, I'm going to go on out on a limb and say this is the best one yet. Ooh, this is the best it's one. Very yet. good. I've actually heard a lot of that at the show. Yeah. People were kind of. I'm going to concur. Freaking out. There's a nice underlying sweetness, a little cocoa. You kind of have that little bit of the bite from the San Andreas. Mm-hmm. It's, it's enjoyable. If I, got, if I dare mix another company, you know, as a retailer, somebody comes in and says, you know, they like brand X or brand Y. And it, it's usually the kiss of death when a company comes out and saying it. And you're not saying it. I'm saying it. But a Padron 64 and the Wise Man Maduro, not that Not that off, different. Yeah. No, that's close. There's it something going on here. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Believe me, it's a good place to be here. Let me tell you. Yeah. Back in the 90s, in the late 90s, Padron 3000 Maduro, I'm still a big fan. My everyday seller. smoke. Um, so a big fan of everything that those guys do. Yeah. I get a little uh, soft, sweet cinnamon. Wintergreen. Wintergreen. And uh, some of the coffee notes, not espresso, but coffee notes uh, that Barry alluded to. I was going to give it to you, but I already have the volume lower for the two-minute bumper. So okay. I owe you one. Dink. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, uh, Nick is a man of history. And today in this classic three-way that we're going to get, we're going to put him in on this. Okay. Oh, I'm going to say that he is going to kill you guys. And he doesn't even know probably what's, what's about to happen. But anyway, we'll find out that when we return. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except a name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, 
Nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Raised in Cuba and steeped in the rich tradition of the Fernandez cigar legacy, AJ Fernandez produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua, ensuring superior quality. The day-to-day operations at Tabacalera AJ Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua are managed under the watchful eye of AJ Fernandez himself. Through a fusion of inherited techniques and learned patience, AJ Fernandez filler tobaccos are grown from prized seeds which are proprietary only to the Fernandez family. Perhaps the most essential quality of the AJ Fernandez line of cigars, such as New World, Enclave and Last Call, is the perspective and motivation of AJ Fernandez, as well as the history of the Fernandez family. Enjoy the continuing legacy of AJ Fernandez cigars. Hi, this is Nick Perdomo. Hi, this is Nicholas Perdomo Jr. From Perdomo Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Set. Gentleman Jonathan's going to do it debonair style. We've got a classic three-way. And call Mr. Jonathan Mr. Coffee. That's what we're going to go with for now on, Mr. No, Coffee. Welcome not, back. We're not going with that. You got the coffee thing down. That doesn't mean I want to be called Mr. Coffee or Mi- Mr. Clean or any of that. How about Mr. Cafe? No. No? no okay. it's, it sounds very fancy, Mr. Cafe. <laughs> yeah. Huh? That's a nice one. Yeah, let's switch it up. Because N- Nicholas Malou has a whole bunch of different names. Nicaragua. Nicodemus. Uh, Nico. Nick. <coughs> Chief of the Broadleaves. What's the, the uh, Gertrude McGillicuddy all about? I love McGillicuddy. They yeah. also call me Herbert Sputterman. Ah. Yeah. It's one of my names. Herbert who, who are these people you're yeah. talking about? <laughs> They're, uh, who are they? They're alternate personalities, so yeah. I can switch in and out. So you like Eminem and Slim Shady. Th- yeah. medicine The RZA, that, you know. <laughs> you know the RZA? When Big you want somebody intelligent to talk to, you got somebody. You just talk to one of your other personalities. Yeah. Nicole is the other name. Yeah. Nicola. Nicola. Nicaragua, they call me Nico. So, yeah? yeah? That's Nico. what they do. And uh, we're smoking the Wise Man Maduro. This is about to hit the retailers in about a week or two. And uh, give it a shot. See what, see what you think of it. How is this price compared to the El Wense? Same, same price. Right across the right board, across same the thing. Board. Yep. All right. So same exact price. Uh, awesome. Awesome cigar. Um, we have it here, but um, we have very little. But um, just wait a week or so, and you're going to find it at your favorite brick and mortar. Speaking of brick and mortar, you're pretty much brick and mortar. Pretty much brick and mortar. But, um, you know, this is the, the modern age, and even brick and mortars have on, know, everybody online does. sales. Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. people call you up if uh, they please. wanted to order some Wise Man Madura? Please, please. Yeah. And uh, Barry will answer. Call Monday morning and... Yeah. Call one eight 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 two cigar two. Yeah, two cigar two. Yeah, one eight eight two cigar two. 
for a T-shirt. And a quilt. <laughs> yeah. And a quilt. You going to send this with some T-shirts? Are we going to do whatever's I'll left? On? Tell me you two T-shirts. T- yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. So how about, how about making a T-shirt that's sewn into a second T-shirt, and there's two T-shirts, and you stop marketing this I guy? I love that. Yeah? That is a brilliant idea. All right. And maybe it's going to cost you twice as much, but they're sewn together, yeah. and you actually can't separate it, them. It's so funny because Rick Ardito, who works with us, is three shirts. <laughs> Uh, oh, really? Well, he wears two shirts, too. You see this guy? He's always wearing two shirts. Maybe you could make a cape out of Angora, and he <laughs> shaves his back once a year, and one strand of his hair goes in, and that's part of the shtick. Listen, we could do a show, and you know the stuff you, you paint on, and, you, and then they rip it off? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you, huh? oh we could wax him. Show, wax, wax. Get him to yell Kelly Clarkson as soon as we rip it off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, he, this that, is the show. We can make you a star. <laughs> no, you could. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. All right. Plan for the future. <laughs> Plan for the future. Yeah. Watch for that show. I um, heard he's deathly afraid of Nair. Yeah. <laughs> Has Nair nightmares. That's that's what I heard off off Look camera, him. off yeah. the air. He's embarrassed now. But yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. don't be ashamed. I'm going to have an earful on the ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, while you enjoy life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair-like is gentlemen. Jonathan. You need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman. <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. You need a gentleman. And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair provides its clients with... Wait for it. Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Often people think that you can be fun or be a gentleman, but not both. I'm reminded of a list I saw floating around the intranets. The list is titled, uh, along the lines of, Things I Would Tell My Future Son written from the perspective of the dad, but as a kid. The second item on the list, there are plenty of ways to enter a pool. The stairs isn't one of them. Being debonair doesn't mean you are giving up the fun. In fact, as a gentleman, it is your duty to teach the next generation how to properly execute a cannonball. The key is to be sure the people you splash don't mind getting wet. Anyone standing within 10 feet of the pool have to expect some interaction with the water, however... If someone is clearly not dressed for water sports and is walking by, you should hold up the horseplay until you, sh- you are sure they are clear. In summation, highest splash contest is very debonair. Who can get grandma the wettest? Not debonair. The question is, are you debonair or not? I hope the answer would be grandpa. What? And who can get grandma the wettest? Yeah. You do the cannonball, Barry? <laughs> not. You do a good cannonball. Yeah, I drain the pool in the process, yeah. but I do a good cannonball. How about bath? You know, take no, a bath? No, not big enough. So th- that's my problem, taking a bath. I haven't done it in years. Because you, you put a lot of water, it's going to overflow, and then there's just a little water, and it goes up, and it just, I really can't do it. Do you guys bath. ever feel like you're it. giving up too much information no. about what you do at no, home? Never. <laughs> no? Never. It's the way it is, man. So this is my life right here, Nick. This is what I live with every day. So where else is foundation going? It, it's going into coffee. It's going into possibly coffee-infused cigars. It's going into... You won't let that go. I, I, I'm looking for a little <laughs> something because, listen, this is the emails we get after. You should have asked this. You should have asked this. So one last time, 
We're looking for a, a, a little information for the real geek out there to say, all right, something's happening here. We're, uh, we're starting to uh, make electric hybrid cars. Hybrid cars. <laughs> this is in good. The, uh, future. Um, Tobacco fueled. You know, no. So, I mean, definitely, you know, coffee was it was a little, uh, you know, I felt it, it really paired with what we were doing. Yeah. So, definitely uh, 100% focused on, on cigars and... Uh, swag? Uh, How about swag? You Selling know, swag, swag? Actually, uh, my friend here to my left is wearing a limited edition hat. Boom. Um, yeah. Only one, working, of, one of one. I'm working with Not a really true. amazing hat company um, that strictly focuses on hats. Um, so, you know... It's a nice hat. Unfortunately... You know, again, we started the company so small, so, you know, having, there's been a lot of call for swag. We just, all our time is focused on making amazing cigars, yeah. so it's been kind of uh, difficult to, you know, focus in on the, on yeah. really selling the swag, so events, you'll start seeing me do a little bit more events and getting to know, you know, the retailers throughout the country more, because I've been... I've been in Nicaragua, the north of Nicaragua. For Do you feel a long the pressure as a as a blender and really as a cigar celebrity? I mean, you, you you certainly are a draw. Do you feel the pressure to be on the road? And do you think that that is the way that you're going to have to grow your company? Um, I don't feel the pressure. My, my first focus is making great cigars. So you know, if people can't really understand that, from you know, the the focus first is in in the production floor, and I'm very hands on. You know, this is. But um, in, in the end, I, I, you've got to sell the sizzle, not de- just the steak. And, and you're I, part of the sizzle. And it, it's been, I mean, the, the support has been amazing since we started because I haven't had, except for IPCPRs, I haven't had the chance to meet a lot of the retailers. So that's basically where you're going to see me traveling to really meet people that have supported us from the beginning and, um, you know, visit the store. I love being in the stores. At the same time, you know, I always want to be focused on. Nicaragua and production and tobacco and um, you know I'm very also involved in tobacco I have a consulting company behind the scenes that I source tobacco um, actually other brands and whatnot use some of these these tobaccos that I use and are sold into the marketplace um, at the same time focusing on my stuff so I'm very you know that's just what I love to do. Can you release a, uh, a, a, brand, a brand of sunglasses? Because you look great in those. You know, I do have a tr- trouble with light <laughs> reflection. So this a lot is, of light up This here. is not me just trying to be cool. Yeah. It, it does have a function. Well, I did want to bring that up because you got up here and I you were like, oh my God, I'm going to end up with a headache. Yeah, You're not just being yeah, that guy. Sometimes it's weird. It's a I light really sensitivity. Light ref- you know, especially with the snow. If light hits snow and ref- refracts into my eyes. A lot um, of snow in Nicaragua? No, but no. we're up checking. here. You yeah. Know, <laughs> But you know, all right. Right now, these wise guys around here. So, so you um, you are a bit of a historian. You know, I guess Seems, you, you know, say you say some things, and I don't even know what you're talking about. To so you, be the, the real historian we have in our company is our VP Dave Sather. Yeah, he is. I call him the walking Wikipedia. All right. Um, so you, you, well, you keep look, him the hell away I, from know, the stage love, for this next segment. I love, I love history. All right. Um, I've always been into history and uh, learning. I always want to know why, why, why things are the way they are. And um, if you see foundation brands, they're rooted in a lot of great stories and yes. history. And that's right. You know, Highclere Castle coming out with that. It's amazing and an honor to be working with. 
real living history mm -hmm. and working with the godson to the queen of england even charter oak has the the tree the oldest tree in that's the on state. the state capital yeah. of, of hartford connecticut yeah. it, it is the uh the symbol of connecticut so yeah, and it's on the back of the connecticut quarter quarter yeah so we yeah, learn definitely. we learn a, you can learn a little something on this show yeah well we're going to do this classic day in classic history and uh, what that is is guessing the cl closest date without going over oh boy. and we'll see what you got so let's do it barry Dates. you've heard of epic rap battles but now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. And I think the last time we all were together, I think Mr. Jonathan was our champion, so we'll start with him and work our way down. And we're gonna go to Theodore Roosevelt. Oh boy. Advises, speak softly and carry a big stick. What year did he say that? Theodore Roosevelt. Did he advises, say it? Are you kidding me? He said it. You, you know the saying, right? I know speak the saying, Speak softly, yeah. carry a big stick. And it's Theodore Roosevelt, so you gotta kinda figure out what year that could possibly be and what what year do you think i'm gonna say 1927 27 aaron's shaking his head over there i'm gonna say 1923 1923 1942 1942 and everybody is way over it was 1901 the formal surrender of Japan aboard the USS Missouri marks the end of World War II as a Japanese date of September 1st, but it actually in the United States was September 2nd. Today, Nick Malillo, what year was that? I'm going to say 1945. No, no, did I change it? 44. 44, you sure? 45. 45. <laughs> Always go with your first one. 45. 47 is my answer. 47. Somebody's got two points. Ouch. Nick Malillo and Barry Stein. Damn it. Ouch. Get two points. Oh, we got it? You got it. Oh, really? 45 exact. Giddy up. Exact. So Barry Stein. Jerry always Lewis. Go, always go with Ray. your first answer. He wasn't trying to help you or anything. No. Uh, but you always should go for your first answer. Jerry Lewis uh, just passed away, but his first muscular dystrophy telethon was today. What year was it, Barry Stein? 1967. 67. Mr. J. Uh, my math is terrible. I'm going to go with uh, 1970. 1970. What did you say, Barry? 67. I'm going to do 65. 65. So we have a 67, 70, and 65. Somebody's got two points again. Nick Malillo. Damn it. There's, There's so points. much cheating going on. This is what I expected was going to happen. 
This is over to Barry Stein. The this first is all luck, by the way. The first yeah. automatic telemachine in the United States was installed in Rockville Center, New York. ATM fixed everything. What year? 1982. 82. The first what? Uh, automatic telemachine. Ooh. ATM. He says 82. Mr. Jonathan, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to say 83. 83. 81. 81. Everybody is very over. 1969. Wow. 1969. What was the size of that thing? I don't know. Half a city room? block. Yeah. So now we're back to Mr. Jonathan. Thelma Hyatt, movie actress. Uh, Mexican Selma. actress. What is it? Selma. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Uh, movie actress, Mexican actress uh, from the film Frida. She supplied the voice of Kitty, Soft Paws, and Puss in Boots, and appeared in film Spy Kids 3D, Game Over, and Wild Wild West. She was born today. 1972. 72. Oh, Nicholas. I was in love with Selma for so long. I should know this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. And I got seventy-one. Seventy-one. Everybody is over. Nineteen sixty-six. Wow. Wow, she looks good. She's, she looks good. Woo! So you got three overs. We've got two questions left. She's developed. How could nicely. there be two questions left? You got two more. Just in case you weren't winning, he was. Yeah, yeah right. So I planned, and, and right now, Nick's got four points, Barry's got two, and Mr. Jonathan, who should be looking for more points, is a goose egg. You have nothing. And this is over to, where Nick, are we? Nick, where Nick? No, Thelma Hyatt was Nick, wasn't it? I'll take Thelma. No, he Thelma. wasn't. I went first. What's her uh, name? All right. Um, Thelma. Nicholas. <laughs> what is it? Selma with an S. Selma. Selma. It says that. It, it has an S and you keep putting a T in. Thelma. He's thinking of Thelma or Louise. I don't know who I'm thinking about. But the next one has a T in it. Terry Bradshaw. Oh boy. Football player. Legendary Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback who led the team to four Super Bowl champions after the team selected first overall in the NFL draft. He became widely popular in Fox, Fox Sports analysis after retirement. Terry Bradshaw is born today. What year? Ooh, it's mine. Yep. You're up, Nick. Uh, I'm going to go with um, 1946. 46. That's what I got, 46. 46. Barry, you can't win if you say uh, the yeah. same number as him every time. 1943. He's such a fanboy. Oh, it's whatever he says. I think you're finally on the board. What do you got, 43? 43. 43. And uh, one point goes to Barry and Nick. One wow. point. It's 48. High five. 48. You got one point. So, Barry, you can't catch up because no Well, I could tie him. Yeah. Go you can. You can tie. Yeah. So, we got five for Nick, three for Barry, and we have zero for Mr. Jonathan, who wants a point very badly not to be a shutout. Sorry. Don't care that much. And this is. <laughs> I hate this segment. This is going over to Barry. It's the last question. I love this segment. He cares very much. Believe me. He mm. talks about this all week. Harvey Levin. No you, is that how to pronounce his last name? Are you sure? L-E-V-I-N. Okay, we're going. Entrepreneur, former lawyer, became the founder of entertainment website TMZ. He worked as legal analysis in the People's Court. You know the guy. Oh, People's Court? Yeah. And he's also the TM, TMZ guy, the head guy oh, of TMZ. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. I always Harvey, thought they were different guys. Harvey Levin. Isn't that how you say yeah. his name? Or Harvey. is it Levine? Levin. That's it. You know who the guy is. I know that guy. Yeah. So today's his birthday. Really? What year was he born? Parents. Yeah, it's me. He can't say the same as uh, as Nicholas because he's going first. 
Am I going first? No. Nope. I'm going first. He's he calculating. Yeah. Uh, 1949. 1949. I'm going to say. Mr. J. Oh. 65. 65. 1950. 1950. Somebody, really? Somebody's got two points. Finally. Nicholas Melillo. And he be killed crazy. on it. He killed it. Skycam. Seven to three to zero. <laughs> I would like. Me? I would like the record to show that the two of them had a private meeting. We that no not. one was allowed <laughs> in. We did before not. the show. I knew he would kill it. I, I knew he would kill I it. I knew you guys were talking about this day in American history. Skycam. So that's it. That's uh, Nicholas is our champion, Sorry. and that's that. So. It's uh. good. Works out. When our guest wins, it's, it's so nice, right? They take they take, home, set me they take home the championship cowbell with them. Oh, yes. There you go. All the way home. <laughs> so awesome. You can put that it's in gonna your It's going to be a long ride, out. folks. You <laughs> Dave, you always need more cowbell. There you go. We need more cowbell. More cowbell. So we have it. So uh, that's the show, man. That's oh. the show. So, wow. so what do we? What's the takeaway here? The Charter Oak, Connecticut, for the mild. You go to the Maduro version of it. It's a little more beefed up. It's 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 a medium, I would say. Then you go into, I would say, the the El Wense Maduro or the Wiseman Maduro is a medium plus, mm -hmm. a little bit up from there. Wiseman probably straight medium. Yep. And then you go to Tabernacle to full bodied. You want some flavor in it, and you go to the Upsetters. And we have everything and except you, the for little the coffee Jamaican infused. cow's tongue, and you're all set. There we go. Good. And the uh, cow bell. You got the cow bell for the cow tongue. There you go. And we're looking forward to the um, castle. What is it? High, High Clare. Clare Castle. High Clare Castle. I got yeah. to learn a little about that. And what year yeah. was that? High Clare Castle. High Clare Castle. It's in the 20s, right? That's where you're sourcing your yeah, information yeah, yes, from. Yes, exactly. Great grandfather's King Tut's tomb. You had an incredible find. Yeah. Uh, yeah, King. King Tut's tomb, but they've been smoking cigars in in High Clare since early eighteen uh, hundreds. Okay, yeah, eighteen oh seven. Yeah, perfect. Two points. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and you'll have the coffee infused dessert cigar. And, so. and, and the coffee right. coffee is available. <laughs> coffee is yeah starting to ship um, with High Clare and uh, Wiseman Maduro. And they'll so. find it at retailers, or they'll retailers. be at, uh, yeah. they'll, they'll buy it directly. We hope at two guys at some point. I hope. I, yeah. I hope. I, we got to taste it first. Yep, I got. I got samples on the way. And, and the interesting thing is I think you can buy four bags of it, and maybe we'll have some sort of deal. You buy one of each, and then you try the blended all, all three. All in one. All in one. It's that's the most interesting one of all. All in one, the foundation blend. There we go. Looking forward to it. Okay, that's it, folks. Thank you, Nicholas Melillo, for, Thanks, for joining us. Don't, let's not make this an every two-year thing. Every no, I, We're I not mean, that far away. I'm going to live in the studio next door. Good. Yeah. Good. Thanks uh, for having me. Next week, he is the son of... Julio Aroa, famed tobacco grower uh, in Honduras, and he's the brother of Christian Aroa from Camacho, now CLE fame. Gusto Aroa from JRE Cigars will be here with his Aladino Cigar, joining us live here in Studio 21 next time, next week, same bat channel, same bat time. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And whether you're smoking your Charter Oak, Connecticut, or your wise man Maduro, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth.
Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie Heaven. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.